When I saw the topic for this morning, forgiving disciples, I had to sigh. Not because I don't like or believe in forgiveness, but because it's something that's been weighing heavily on my heart. There's a person I would love to forgive, but also that I'm very disappointed in. I keep waiting for an apology, some sign that they acknowledge wrongful doing, hurtful behavior, but it hasn't come. The person hasn't asked for my forgiveness. But is that, not asking for forgiveness, any reason not to give it? Is not asking for forgiveness any reason for me not to contact the person? Am I, by waiting for an apology, causing even more harm than what was first created? Forgiveness isn't an easy thing. I use the word thing because, frankly, I don't know what forgiveness really is. Yes, it's a verb. It's an action. It's something you do or something that is done to you. I know some of those actions, some of what it's made of. A list of word descriptors are on the cover of your bulletin. But to summarize those feelings, those actions, and the many more that aren't on that list, well, I can't do it. I can't limit forgiveness with all its complexities. I can't make it into a list or tie it into a tiny box. I can't discredit it like that. Forgiveness comes in a variety of forms and packages. Some people have been physically abused. Some people have been abandoned. Others have said things they didn't really mean and have lost relationships because of it. And then there are those silly things that we cling to. Like someone forgetting an anniversary or not doing something the way we think they should be done. Is it easy to forgive, to really forgive? Usually no. Yes, we can easily forgive someone for spilling something or knocking something over and breaking it. Those are the minor things. Those are the things that don't really matter in life. I've found it's people's words, people's actions, their presence or the lack thereof that are the hardest to forgive. It's not when a window or your mother's favorite china is broken. It's when your heart is broken. It's when you're disappointed and let down by society, by friends, by family. It's when you've opened yourself up and been hurt. It is at those times we become victims to abuse and neglect. Those are the times that are the hardest to forgive 
Those are the times we find ourselves drifting alone at sea, not able to see anyone or anything, our feet so far off the ground that we can't even see dry land. We cling on to whatever is keeping us afloat, not even knowing which direction we're headed in. We can stay in our sea of abandonment. We can swim out into the ocean of heartache and taste the bitter waves of anger and disappointment, knowing that holding on to the weight of resentment will take us down, knowing that we will never be able to fully enjoy life while holding on to the anger that's eating away at us. If we know this, then why then is it so hard for us to let go of our bitterness, to let go of our anger? Why are we so stubborn that we're willing to go down with it? Is holding on to our anger worth it? Is it worth missing out on the joys of life? Is it worth ending a relationship There are a host of verses about forgiveness in the Bible, a host of stories on how many times to forgive, about people coming back to our lives. Some of them were read earlier by Don. Most of them were not. And yet, this past week, as I scrolled through many of them, there seemed to be a trend. In these verses, we are on the other side of forgiveness. It is not us needing to forgive in most of these verses. It is us in need of forgiveness. We so often hold grudges against those we think are against us. And in the process, we lose sight of who we have done wrong. It's easier for us to come up with people who have done us wrong than to come up with people whom we have wronged. We are so blinded by our own anger and bitterness. We forget to watch out for those around us and the harm that we may be causing to them. I'm pretty sure there's a reason why the majority of those verses talk about us needing to be forgiven. We are a people in need of forgiveness. We are people in need of both offering grace and mercy to people as well as receiving grace and mercy as it's offered to us. We need to let others go, but we also need to let ourselves go. We, as church, practice forgiveness. We, as church, are a community that offers forgiveness to all people. Just as Christ has forgiven us, we forgive others. We live 
in community with people, people who are human, people who are flawed, just as we are, people who have good days, people who have bad days, people who say the wrong things sometimes, people who do the wrong things sometimes, just as we do and say the wrong things at times. These are the same people we love. These are the same people who are there for us when we need them. The people who surround us in the crisis we go through in our lives. Who embrace us when nobody else will. This is our church. Reaching out. And before we can even think to ask for forgiveness. Church. You say to us. You are forgiven. That is who we are. That is who we are called to be. To forgive does not mean to forget. It means not holding what you've forgiven against the person anymore. It means extending compassion and love and care even when we don't necessarily want to. It means letting go of our bitterness, our hostility and anger. So that all that is left within us is forgiveness and love. Creating and sustaining a spirit of forgiveness is much harder to do than to say. Forgiveness is a spiritual discipline. Let us, through our actions, tell people they mean more to us than our grudges. Let us show people that they are worthy of living in a community of people who love them unconditionally. Let us, through our actions, make sure that people know they are worth more. Our relationship with them is worth more than holding on to a grudge. Let us be Christ to one another. Life is too short to hold on to so much pain, so much hurt. We were created for more than that. We were created to be in community with each other, to love and nurture each other, to forgive as Christ forgave us. Forgiveness affects both parties involved. It releases both parties from the hurt. It acknowledges there is more to life and to that relationship, there is more. It means that over time, our spiritual discipline of forgiving others will be life-giving to ourselves and to all of those around us. New life and new energy will come from forgiveness. Just as children so easily forgive us, and unconditionally love us time and time again. May we be a community that shows people they are worthy of our love, of our grace, that they are a vital part of this body, just as they are. Life was made for love and joy, for laughter and tears, for serving and acceptance for being forgiven 
and to forgive. My prayer for all of us is to be able to overcome our hurt, our pain, and our betrayal. To extend forgiveness, even to those who haven't asked for it. To stay in community with people, loving and caring for them. Making sure they know they are worth it. We are each worthy of taking such a risk. We are each forgiven. Amen.